It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, it's three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience and recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. I don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Our experience about dealing with conflict in recovery in this episode 210 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Woohoo. So yes. excited. So <laughs> conflicted on this topic. I don't like this topic. No, are are you out of the bunch I would guess Dennis lean into conflict more? Right? No, run away from it. This would conflict few things, is horrible. I don't. I don't know. You. You've kind of. Uh, when it comes to anything with politics, I feel like you hold your ground. You don't. You don't. Uh, well, dodge the political or uh, in the game like that, right? Like you don't mind debating. Yeah, I mean, I'll hold my principles and my opinions or whatever, but. I've learned that I got to avoid having those conversations all together because I'll get heated. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be fun to share on. Uh, I, I'll get started since I came up with the topic. Uh, the last seven days are good. I got a chance to hang out with my father. It's funny. I, I don't know what this says about me, but I have stress and anxiety when it comes to ahead of my parents uh, visiting that I have to, and we've talked about in the past, like plan everything. And I didn't plan much of anything when they uh, came to visit this time. There were, you know, two hour blocks where we had absolutely nothing. And all we did was sit there and talk and it worked out fine. Um, You know, I shared something that I think my uh, stepmother wasn't ready to hear because there's usually one person in the family who's at least better at making sure that they communicate with everybody in the family. And for whatever reason, that is me in my family where I will call everybody a check-in to see how they're doing. And a couple of years ago, I made it a New Year's resolution with my stepsister who, for all intents and purposes, since I was 13, I considered her my sister. I mean, we're, we're going back now 25 plus years. She has been in my life. She's been my sister. And back when I had a couple of years into sobriety, like three years, I said, you know what I want to do? I want to connect with you. And so back in 2017, I made that my resolution and she made me feel like I was bothering her. So I told my stepmother, I go, you know, you know, like, I feel like I'm that person to keep the family like talking. And a couple of years ago, I made that resolution and I straight up felt like I was bothering her. So that's why I don't call her because she wouldn't call me back. She would just text me like, yeah, I had a good week and then nothing else. And she said, oh, you're never bothering. 
but um, it'll be interesting to see what comes comes of it because I just I don't know I had no intention on having that conversation, but it just kind of came up naturally, and I I'll be interested to see if it changes anything. You know, like sometimes you have a conversation you're not expecting to, and then there's a different outcome. And uh, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. It's one of the the joys that I have now of actually being able to connect with somebody else, you know. So it was a great birthday weekend, and that was the big takeaway that uh, I could have conversations without planning every single minute. I can have a conversation that might open up a brand new dialogue uh, that I wasn't uh, intending on, so... It's going to be pretty exciting, but it was a, it was a good last week, nevertheless. So, yeah. Dennis, you, you want to go or James, yeah. you want to take it? Go ahead, Dennis. Okay. Um, yeah, this week, I don't know. Um, I don't really remember. Today's been so, like, crazy for me. Um, well, just go with today. What was today? So, last night, I couldn't, like... I got really tired at like six o'clock at night. Right. So I stayed up until like eight 30 and then I decided to go to bed because I was just tired. And so I get in bed and I start reading and then I couldn't sleep. Like, I don't know. I was like so tired that I couldn't like get comfortable and fall asleep. So like that sucked. It was like 1130 or so before I fell asleep. And then I kept waking up. And just had like the worst sleep ever. So then I woke up at like 3.30 ish and I've been awake ever since. And so that sucks. So I'm taking a nap probably after this. But um, yeah, uh, James called me yesterday and asked me if I'd set up the meeting today for someone. So I did that this morning. Um in Minecraft news, I've been editing a video all morning, and I'm joining an SMP, which I don't know if anyone knows what that is. Probably not, but basically, like, there's a new Minecraft server starting up that's only for like content creators, and I get to join it and make videos from it. So that's pretty cool. It's a small one. But with like small content creators, but it's still like pretty cool. Like it's the first one I'll ever do. So that's that's a stepping stone, I guess. Um, yeah, other than that, not much. I think it was a good week. Nice. What about you, James? Um, I was telling Mike before you got on, Dennis, that I've just been doing a lot of work around the house the uh, my mother-in-law is back uh, from Chicago so she came back and she said that she's redoing the kitchen and she's moving this upstairs and she's getting rid of that couch and she's getting new couches and she's getting all this stuff and we've just had package after package of Ikea furniture so when it comes guess who puts it together James Ray. yay so um, I just I spent all morning taking apart this huge floor to ceiling, like like shelving unit, and I, I took it apart and and then I brought it back to the garage and I put it back together and I had to fasten it to the wall and the wall was 
uh, cement. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. So I've just been busy, you know, it takes a long time and, um, we're, um, little by little getting it done, but, um, it's been fun. It's been exciting. I'm glad I'm here to help her. Um, cause I'm definitely doing a lot of heavy lifting and moving. And if I wasn't here, she would have to hire someone. That's for sure. I don't think she should, she'd be able to do it. So one of the things I can do to give back for all that, you know, my in-laws have done for me and, uh, work is good. Still plugging away. It was a little slow yesterday, but that's okay. I always have fun at work. So I like that. And, um, uh, getting excited for October. It's one of my favorite months, October, December. I love, uh, haunted houses and Halloween and I'm pretty sure I'll be working this Halloween, but, uh, nevertheless, I will be carving a pumpkin and dressing up like a Jedi. Oh, I got two new lightsabers today. So that's cool. What kind? I got Cal Kestis's lightsaber and Plo Kloon's lightsaber, the Legacy Hilts. I don't know who either of those people are. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, both, me neither, Dennis. They're both Jedi. Okay. Have quite, so I have three now. I have Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber as well. I'll send a picture. I'll show you. Cool. Hey, yep. So, James, if 10 is that you love putting together and one is that you don't at all, you hate it, where do you fall in that spectrum? Five. Five. So you'll do it, but you don't like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I guess I'm not. Well, five's pretty neutral. Yeah, I'm very neutral. I wouldn't right. choose. I wouldn't choose to do it. Yeah, well, like if like if somebody offered offered to do it for you, yeah, would you let them do it. Oh, that's yeah. what I would imagine five is. Yeah, I in fact they got um, we just got a new bed and I hired someone to put it together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean, some okay. people straight up, I I don't understand these people. Some people straight up <laughs> like to just to be, and they like the the real crazy ones are the ones that throw out the directions. And are like, I can figure it out without it. No, that's and to which yeah, I that's say, come over to my house. Stupid. Yeah, there's plenty of things that you could put. Because I hate it. Like, if I get furniture at uh, Wayfair, I didn't even know it was an option. But you can get them to put it together. And I guarantee there's some things where I, I never look at reviews. But a lot of the reviews, they'll tell you, like, how long it usually takes other people to put it together. And it's like eight hours, forget it. There was a furniture set that was supposed to take eight hours, people were saying, and I paid a hundred bucks for one person to do it and it only took them an hour. And I go, that is well worth it. Because putting something together and taking eight hours and only a hundred dollars, I think that's worth it for me. Yeah, I gave I paid the guy, it took him almost three hours to put together the bed. I paid him one eighteen. So not bad. Yeah. My God, that's just it's too much. The bed's great though. It um, it's on a hydraulic lift. Wow! So you just lift it up, and there's the whole mattress comes up. It's like a reverse Murphy bed, so you can have all of the storage underneath. Huh? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty. It's really cool. Nice. Neat. Well, 
Well, so this week's topic, dealing with conflicts. Uh, I mean, I've shared before, conflicts at work have been one of the big conflict in my family, everything else. But I get, I can set up boundaries, right? It's easier for me to set up boundaries with conflict in family than it is at work. You have to still continue to deal with co-workers and, you know, an employer. There's stuff that always comes up, but it's what I, I mentioned it last week. It's almost like a, if you're making a soup, I can choose how terrible the soup tastes, you know? And if my boss is putting in a bunch of garbage and making my day terrible, right? I can make it so much worse, or I can figure out how to make it better. So that way tomorrow I'm not eating terrible soup that he's serving up. That's the best analogy that I can give. Uh, and a couple questions I sent you guys and I into my share. Uh, is it easy or hard for you to confront people? Is it easy or hard to confront someone in the fellowship? And who are the most difficult people to confront? So uh, I'll start with in the, in the fellowship. I try to avoid... And we talked about it before as far as judgments go. It is very easy for me to not outwardly judge anyone else in the fellowship because I know that I will come back to me. And if I think someone is acting a certain way, there have been group conscious meetings. However, you know, the different home groups do it where they say, hey, this person's a problem. And I've been my my first home group. When I got sober in Burlington, Vermont, the brown bag, there was a guy who would make women feel uncomfortable with sharing too much about uh, sexual things. He wasn't doing it on purpose. He was older and he used to um, compliment and ask for hugs after the meeting, everything else. And I was appointed the person that was supposed to tell them somebody that we were friends with that he was not allowed to do it anymore or he could not come into the meeting. That was, that was picking the short stick. You know, that was not what I wanted to do, but I did by saying, Hey, um, you know, how would you feel if somebody made you uncomfortable and do something you didn't want to do? And he was asking what I was talking about. And I just went in and said, you know, I know you mean nothing by it, but, you're making people feel uncomfortable when you disclose too much of your step four sexual inventory. You know, that's a part of the program, but that's a part of the program that you do with your sponsor or whoever you do your fifth step with. And, you know, he defended it at first and then he understood. And it took him a lot more time to understand why asking for a hug or saying that somebody looked attractive you know, but within the program, I had no problem telling him that because I know that there was a lot of uh, people, a lot more people that were affected than he realized. And thankfully, he was able to stay in the meetings. He didn't have to, you know, he wasn't asked to go to different meetings, everything else. It worked best with his schedule and he ended up stopping to do it. But it took like three, four months to officially stop and it took a couple talks and it, it was uh it made me not enjoy it but it felt like service you know 
as far as my boss goes, I just try to use sarcasm um, with how I respond to emails because you can't read sarcasm in an email. So that way he doesn't understand that when he's not responding to many emails and I need an answer, I write back and I say, thank you so much for your, uh, your urgency on this, making him realize he's not being urgent, but I really need an answer, you know, for it. Um, you know, I have to, I have to, to know that my boss is somebody that I probably don't want to, uh, make angry by confronting, you know, there are people that say, Hey, uh, you know, tell me how you really feel. And they actually don't mean it. And I know for the past bosses that I have and the current that I, I have, I have to almost use kid gloves and how I do it. And the program teaches me patience and acceptance and uh, those healthy boundaries that I know that I can set uh, in place. So that's just some of the steps that I, I know I meditate on it before reacting and I try to only, if I'm feeling agitated and I get a phone call, I try not to pick up if I'm in a bad headspace. Instead, I call them back. So I, I use those tools um, to, to help me have success in dealing with conflict, which is going to happen no matter what. So that's my share. Dennis? Yeah, like I said, I don't like conflict. I usually try to avoid it. Um, I think there's a lot of conflict in the world for dumb reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, typically I try to stand on my principles, right? If I'm confronted with a conflict, like as an example in the room, going off of Mike's example that he just shared is like I was once in a business meeting and they were talking about someone being a problem or could possibly be a problem and what to do about them or whatever. And they were going to vote, like vote to see if they should kick them out or whatever. And so I'm under the opinion that you shouldn't kick someone out of a meeting, you know, um, just because they're acting a way that you don't like and it might cause a problem in the future you know it's like a minority report thing like punishing someone before something happens kind of thing and so i spoke up and was like look like it's not it's against our principles this is not what we do we are out you know we're a we're open to everyone to help people like that person's obviously sick so let's help that person not ostracize that person um and it worked because there was no vote to vote anyone out that day and like whatever. So like when I, I feel a little more empowered to have con like confront conflict when I'm standing up for like the little person kind of thing, but all other like conflict and drama, I usually try to avoid because it's meaningless. Right. Like, there's some people out there that are just argumentative. And you mentioned politics earlier. And, like, I like to be up on politics and know what's going on in the world. But, like, I can get heated. I can get passionate about my views or whatever. 
And then like I have friends that I talk to about politics sometimes that just like to push my buttons and like see me get riled up or whatever. Right. And like, because they have opposite views of me or whatever, or they think they have opposite views of me, but that's a whole nother story. And so what I learned is like, I can just avoid that conversation. You know what I'm saying? If they're trying to rile me up or trying to be confrontational, I don't have to feed into it. You know, I can change the subject. I can identify what they're doing and tell them to stop and just go on to another subject or another, you know, more pleasant conversation. Um, Typically, like I was never one to get into fights and stuff or any of that type of conflict. I always tried to avoid it. Like, I don't know. I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, Bosses is a whole nother story. You know, luckily for the most part in my like working career, I had bosses that were good people right and understanding and nice and and cared about their employees or whatever i remember one time when i was working at disney world the second time i worked at disney world i worked in epcot and i was custodial right so i got a lot of free range and there's this one manager that was not my manager he was a manager for another department but he would always find me in the break room and like confront me and saying I should be out doing something or whatever. And it got to a point to where he was like, one day he was like waiting in the dark. Right. And I walk into the break room on my break time and I turn on the light and he's there like, aha, I caught you. And it's like, dude, what the hell? But luckily (laughs) Disney's unionized (laughs) and the union took over for me. So I didn't have to like confront him at all. Like I just sat there and like got a union rep and had the union rep sort it all out and get that guy off my back. Um, So, I mean, I guess in a situation like that, it was good to have someone else that had the authority and the confidence to be able to handle a situation that I couldn't handle. Um, Yeah. But I don't know. I, I really try to avoid conflict, like probably to like a shortcoming, you know, it's probably a character flaw that I would literally like run away from conflict if I'm uncomfortable. You know, I don't know. I have anxiety issues, so like conflict definitely stirs those up. But what do you think, James? I think it's a, a great topic. Mike, thanks for coming up with it and the questions you gave us to look over. You know, I, I do believe that conflict uh, is kind of, it can be a tool. You know, when I when you're when you're small, your parents they um, they can punish you uh, for for me, it was like, if I bothered my sister, or if I talked back to my mom, um, I would get yelled at sometimes talking to, sometimes I would get the spanking and those this all made me feel socially awkward and uncomfortable. And 
it made me feel ashamed and scared. And I think all those tools helped me to not do the behavior that I was doing that was unacceptable. So that conflict, you know, helped me um, shape, you know, my morality in a way. Um, growing up, you know, you do, you do things that are considered wrong and right. And when you do things that are wrong, uh, you're conflicted and uh, you have, if you do things that are wrong, oftentimes you're going to have to be looking over your shoulder because you might get caught. And then if you do things like that, that eats you up inside. So I try to avoid doing things that are wrong because I do, I like living a free life, not looking over my shoulder. So I avoid conflict in that, in that respect. As far as other people are concerned, you know, I, um, you know, working in restaurants, when I see a, a new a new kid come in, he's he's a busboy and he's learning. Um, you know, I tend to, I I can see the future in a way. Like I was like, okay, he's he looks like he's doing pretty good. He probably is not going to stay a busboy. He's probably going to head up, maybe be a server or a cook. So I kind of, um, I take him under my wing and I befriend them and I'm kind. And when I see them doing something that's you know not appropriate or um, if they're not doing something the right way i have no problem helping that person you know like hey this is not how we do it this is this is the correct way you know i i don't know if that's considered conflict um i'd rather do that than you know talk about them behind their back and and have people like just gossip instead of teaching them the right way. So that couldn't be considered a form of conflict. Um, recently, there was a young kid and he just blurted out um, some really obscene um, negative things about gay people. And he said it where the tables could hear and one of the other servers happened to be gay. And he looked at me like his eyes were really big. And I was like, oh, boy. And so I, after he left, I went up and I was like, well, do you want me to talk to him? Or do you want to talk to him? He's like, I don't know, James. I'm just I'm very offended right now. I was like, okay, okay. Well, let's, let's take like a couple minutes. And then he came up to me. He's like, James, thank you for offering to talk to him. Um, I think I'm going to have to talk to him. And, you know, he went and did it. But I was willing to talk to him. And let them know that, hey, this was not appropriate. You know, you could offend a lot of people this way. Dennis would be proud. <laughs> I am proud. I'm sitting here thinking, like, good job, James. <laughs> yeah, way to go, boy. Um, and, um, you know, but I was, like, there was no, like, fear or anything. Um, as far as, you know, bosses, um, I've... I, I tend to pride myself on being a good worker. So when I do the good work and, um, you know, I see something that is unjust or something needs fixed, you know, I am, I am, I'll be the first person to, I'll send a text message and be like, Hey, this is our sink is broken. We need this fixed right away. Or, you know, how, why are you changing our tip share? This is not cool. You know, I'm losing money every week and stuff like that. And sometimes they'll say, sorry, there's nothing I can do. I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to walk in a puddle then whatever, I'll, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, 
but I'm, you know, I have no problem speaking up. Um, I tend not to start trouble um, because my own conflicts due to my own troublemaking skills are not worth it. Um, I think about my wife. I, I do pick on her a lot, but I've gotten to the point where I don't, like I'll stop picking on her before there's conflict. And that's also because she's changed a lot in the six years too. She's, she said she has removed the buttons that I used to push because she knew that I wouldn't stop pushing her buttons. So she removed her buttons, which you just got to find new buttons. I try, man. So let me ask when she (laughs) removed the buttons, right. Did you stop trying to push those buttons? I I couldn't get a reaction. It was, yeah. And um, a lot of the times she'll like look down and she'll see an energy drink in my hand and she'll be like, oh, you're drinking energy drink drinks. This, this makes sense. Or like, <laughs> like if caffeine hits my system, like I just suddenly become a different person. If I'm, it's weird. It's like, it's a drug. What can I say? We, we like those people. <laughs> we like, the, we like that person that you are. I know you do. I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been around him when he's had like three coffees and five energy drinks in a day? Yeah, it's like, it's like spill, it's spinning a James roulette. You don't know who you're going to get. But that's what <laughs> makes it so fun. That is the best definition I've heard. <laughs> I can't wait to share that with you. Oh, it's a fun, James. When, when we hit a certain one, I'm like, oh, yes, snake eyes. <laughs> Um, in, in the fellowship, you know, I don't know. I tend to be like the, just like the sit back, chill, take it easy. Like I'm like the late great Danny. I'm, he was all about conflict and he would speak up to anyone and be like, Hey, what are you doing out of the meeting? The meetings in there. He'd be like, he would tell anyone anything. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, I just let people go. If people want to get sober, great. Here's the meeting. Uh, even with sponsees, I'm not like a hard ass with them. Like I, I do, I take them through the book. If they, if they don't want to get sober, there is nothing I can say, you know? So I don't, I'm not too hard on them. And maybe I'll like, tell them that maybe they need a new sponsor. Maybe they need someone who's hard, but that's, yeah. that's just not me, you know? So, um, but I think when it comes to friends and family and, people who might hurt other people i i don't think i would have any problem saying anything um i would i would definitely invite god into the situation um probably before i confronted anyone um i would ask my wife is always good she thinks that i have good discernment so she would she knows when i can she would always send me into the ring to confront someone like if there's someone in the fellowship and she's like yeah this guy is like he's not well james i was like we'll go say something she's like no that's your job as a man i'm i'm gonna stay out of this one so like you know there was one person in the fellowship um and he would he would always go and give her hugs and she was like i feel so uncomfortable he like he like grabs my waist and he hugs me. I was like, oh no, no, no. It's like, why didn't you tell him something? She's like, no, that's your job. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Boy, did she tell me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's funny. 
Good one, Dennis. Oh, I mean, Dennis and I are no longer friends because of it, but. Yeah, we'll get okay. over it. <laughs> Time heals all wounds. Yeah, yeah, right. Tell somebody that gets their spleen cut out one night after too many. Yes. They wake up in a bathtub and they're like, oh, no. They got yeah, that that only happens forever. in Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, yep. Uh, good golly. <laughs> I'm sending you guys a, a picture of my garage. I, okay, I put that together this morning. And now video of my bed. Oh, I'm done sharing. Thank you. No. That's that's not a No, that's that's not a picture. You call that a garage? That's not a garage, what, James. What do you, what do you mean? I don't appre- I don't appreciate that that uh not safe for work photo you just sent me. Oh, oh. wow, you weren't supposed to be in the bed, James. Wow. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Well, let's wrap up conflict the with the best way, gearing up for another great week. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you with episode 211. We are the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, when life hands you conflict, make conflict lemonade. Yes. <laughs> conflict aid. <Woo-hoo. laughs> See you next time.